So guys, we are back after the break, and uh, we are back with Nobarun uh, in the house. We were kind of uh, discussing his journey till now, a bit of spirituality, uh, the books that he likes, and the kind of stuff that he produces, what he produces on. Uh, so now we'll talk about you know some of the things that I think uh, is uh, more mainstream regarding uh, Nobarun. So yeah, Nobar, if you could kind of share your journey, you know, in terms of a producer and kind of producing uh, under Unupam and other stuff that you do, and finally you know coming uh, into your own ground as a music director that you're kind of doing. So let's hear about that journey. <coughs> Yeah, see, uh, as I was telling you earlier, that around 2011, uh, Onupamda told me that if I start producing and arranging music for him, then, uh, you know, we would have a very solid, cohesive unit where we would, you know, do the live gigs and also do the studio work together. And... uh, so I started producing music. I uh, made a little setup at my home and started, you know, arranging and producing music for him. So eventually, I started working with other music directors and artists as well. Uh, so uh, eventually, uh, initially, uh, I did a lot of work for Onupamda's films, which were doing really well here. They were big hits films like Chotushkon and Highway. And then around 2015, uh, we did our first uh, Bollywood work together, which was Piku, uh, a film which has been loved by a lot of people and also won us a lot of accolades and awards for that. So the music of Piku uh, was entirely created in Kolkata and uh, everything from the very scratch to you know programming the music to recording them live uh, record all the musicians are from kolkata the music has been recorded in kolkata produced from kolkata so um, and after piku was appreciated we were really happy because uh, this was a big thing, thing for us uh, that a film you know starring uh, amitabh bachchan and dibika palukon and directed by someone as amazing as shujit da shujit sharkar so being a part of that a major film like that that was really big for us and uh, Onupamda also won the Filmfare Award for this film so uh, so after uh, after Piku we did a lot of uh, we did quite a few Bollywood work together I also uh, arranged his song Tut Se Hi Hai Roshni in Pink and also for a film called Dear Maya and uh, RunningShadi.com uh, quite a few Bollywood films I did with Onupamda as an arranger and a music producer so eventually I was also getting uh, some work uh, for scoring background music Um, so uh, the first couple of works actually came to me through Onupamda one of the first films that I did the background score for was Ahulla the short film Ahulla uh, directed by Shujoy Shujoy Ghosh uh, which was again very appreciated and critically acclaimed then I did background score for a Bengali film called Jomer Raja Dilobor and eventually around the end of 2015 uh, Shokor Joghoshal who is a very well-known director as well as an illustrator he called me up uh, 
regarding a television film that he was making and he asked me to work as a music director for that film so that was my first film as a music director and after that uh, a lot of films and web series actually followed where i have done the music direction as well as the film score okay uh, so one more question i have on this one is that you know uh, since you've worked as a music producer uh, under a couple of directors and uh, now that you know when you are you know doing your own gig what is basically the difference uh, you know what you feel as a you know music yes. director uh, yes uh, see when i am producing or arranging for an artist uh, so it's very important to understand that where that artist is coming from uh, in terms of perspective and in terms of musicality it's very important to know uh, the kind of music that he likes to listen to and the kind of vision that he has inside his head uh, regarding the song or the songs that we are producing uh, so uh, suppose an artist like onupamda who is a prolific uh, songwriter who whose writing and composition uh, it's very singer songwriter you get a very singer songwriter kind of a vibe from onupamda that that he is uh, what i really like about his music that when he is singing the words that he has himself written and composed there is a sense of conviction in the way that he sings so it's very important to understand the kind of vision that the artist has and i uh, and as a music producer or as an arranger it's important to know that because our job is to enhance that vision to make sure that that vision reaches more people just the way that artist wants or if we can to make it even better than what the vision was right. so uh, as a producer it's very important to understand the artist that you're working with uh, and when i am working as a music director myself or as a composer myself uh, i am bringing into the table all the varied influences that i myself have myself have and have gained through the ages mane uh, since we have been talking for quite some time regarding you know the past influences all those influences mane from you know the classical music background to the heavy metal background to new metal to jazz all of these influences come into play and at the same time since i have uh, had the experience of working with you know senior artists and producing for them i also uh, have gathered a certain amount of experience while working with them so uh, especially in terms of you know studio work that uh, mm-hmm. working with onupamda for so many years i have actually learned things that will work in the studio and things that might not work in the studio see when we are imagining uh, a piece of music it all sounds so perfect inside our head but the real challenge is you know to get it out of the head and into your daw and then right. into the record uh, so that is the main challenge so uh, so when i am working with the artists uh, what becomes very important is that the vision of that artist and where that artist comes from from a musical perspective and when i am creating uh, what becomes uh, my you know bag of tricks is the experience and all the influences that i've gathered over the years okay uh no matter i'll ask you something not re- uh, regarding your music uh, but uh, something more about you as a person uh, because here we are kind to you know kind of 
understand the individual behind uh, the music or whatever kind of field they are in so uh, tell me are you a disciplined person <laughs> um i would say that i have a certain discipline of my own <laughs> uh but i am not very indisciplined also man i might mm-hmm. not be very disciplined but i am also not very indisciplined so i am somewhere in between uh, i used to be very indisciplined uh, you know around 7 uh, or 8 years back i think mm-hmm. but gradually you know uh, work experiences and uh, you know life also you know uh, explain certain things to you and and eventually changes happen so right now uh, i won't say that i am very disciplined but at the same time i am also not very indisciplined somewhere trying to you know find a balance okay yeah the reason why i ask is because uh do you have any kind of you know morning routines or evening routines that you follow just kind of try to understand yes i do actually uh since 2017 i have been practicing yoga and meditation so that is the mm-hmm. first thing that i do every morning the morning whenever i wake up the first thing that i do i those you know 40 minutes are just mine in that time i do yoga and meditation and a few free hand exercises and uh, this has been going on since 2017 and and it has become over the last 4 5 years this has become you know a major part of my life if i don't do it in the morning i feel like something is missing throughout the day so yeah that is something that's one discipline that i have gained over the last 5 years wow. that's actually really good to hear uh, my, i myself you know follow a bit of zen i follow zen okay. so wanted to understand what meditation do you have any kind of specific do you do uh, when i started off mm-hmm. uh, when i started off i learned from uh, someone who is like an elder brother to me i, I learned the surya namaskar and a mm. few pranayams and i was practicing that followed by meditation uh, over the last two years i have been practicing sudarshan kriya uh, designed by gurudev sri sri ravishankar ji uh, and i have learned it from uh, art of living teachers and i have been practicing that regularly for the last 2 years oh wow that's that's super see i did not know and i i'm very sure very few people who know him as a musician will know this <laughs> so that is you know that meditation actually kind of helps to i'm, I'm sure clear yeah. the mind of yeah, whatever yeah. is going on and uh, basically concentrate on things that matter yes uh, actually see for you as well as for me since we do a lot of mm-hmm. production work mm-hmm. uh, and we have to deal with a lot of people you know who who have different perspectives from what we have generally from the way we musicians think True. we also have uh, you know have to deal with and interact with clients who are not musicians at all but we have to understand what they're meaning to say and so what i'm trying to say is that there's a lot of noise and a lot of crowd around us all day so it's very important you know to find some time uh, in the day where you can actually ground yourself that's like a you know a charging point i would say that's like a charging point for my battery you sure. get charged for 30 40 minutes and then you do your thing super <laughs> you should try vipassana i'm i'm sure if you are into yes, meditation yes i uh, i have been you know recommended vipassana by two very close people hmm. so i i am interested and i might try it, it it's a bit different as in you know you have to kind of uh, go for 10 days i myself right. have done it 10 days in a retreat mm-hmm. no phones no nothing right. and 
all the things come up but then at the end it just really helps yeah. i don't think it's for everyone but uh, mm-hmm. if you are kind of practicing meditation for uh, some time it will kind of open a different perspective right. i feel so try karke dekho ek bar i'm sure and let me know what do you think yeah. okay so that's one of the questions i had also mm-hmm. also i wanted to ask you uh, let's talk about we we kind of talked about uh, you know how navarun is successful he's kind of done his gig and everything let's talk about um, any failure or any apparent you know kind of failure that has set you up for a later success so you have kind of maybe you have gone ahead because see success we all talk about yeah. you know we we know mm-hmm. know that and most probably our social feeds are filled with stories of our successes <laughs> yeah. and you know other people's successes and that is the i wouldn't say bad side of uh, kind of media but uh, that kinds of uh, dilutes the bigger picture right right so jo stories post nahi hota hai nabaran ka facebook mein ya we are not aware if one instance if you can share which a failure which meant something to you which later maybe helped you in a much bigger perspective uh, if yes, there is see uh, mm-hmm. see uh, for again for people like you and me who mm-hmm. are primarily music producers and we do mm-hmm. independent work as well as we work for you know other clients for ads and films right so uh since music is a very subjective thing uh so when you're dealing with commercial clients uh a lot of times this happens that your work doesn't get approved so it it happens so uh initially what whenever i would get some work i would you know i would get really attached to that mm-hmm. work and uh, which i have always believed to be some of my uh, uh, a primary strength of mine that i get really attached to the work that i do uh, even if i'm scoring for a film i i get inside the movie and those characters start living with me for quite some time mm-hmm. so uh initially there were times when uh, i i mean uh, this still happens actually <laughs> i will lying if i say that this doesn't happen uh, i tried to you know push whatever i feel is good uh, mm-hmm. into the table in, into the hands of mm-hmm. the clients mm-hmm. so uh many times it would happen that the clients would not like it they would say that we are not asking for something like this we want something else so initially i would try to explain that you know it doesn't work and uh, then something would like you know something would happen and the work would not come to me so this is a uh, during i i think this happened around 3 to 4 years back that i really got attached to a work and i really tried to push my own thing mm-hmm. uh, my own soundscape into it which got rejected and eventually i did not get the job mm-hmm. so um this was a one of this was one major uh, you know lesson for me because i learned two things from this firstly that it's important to understand that not everyone thinks like you it's very important mm-hmm. to understand that and it's at the same time it's very important to respect the way that other person is thinking that person's perspective because uh, me i am coming from a background where there has been a lot of music i have been exposed to a lot of music and this is what i do so i spend all my time listening to different kinds of music but the person that i am uh, working for right now is not someone like that he does very hardcore corporate work throughout the day and the only music that he listens to 
is music that entertains him so you have to understand that what music is to him uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a source of entertainment it's something that he wants to hum and nothing else and if i am trying to push too much of theory on too much of things that i believe to be important like suppose if i try to push in a lot of classical theory into that it won't affect him because that is not what he is looking for so when doing commercial work it's very important to understand what your client wants and it is important for you to work for that only that is something i uh, gathered the lesson from that and uh, I mean, I mean, I I'll give you a very easy example. Some su- suppose someone really loves to eat khichdi. Mm-hmm. Suppose it's he loves khichdi and he wants to eat khichdi. Mm-hmm. But I am good with making pizza, and I am telling him that don't have khichdi, have pizza. This is better. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want pizza. He wants khichdi, right, and right. I am trying to push pizza into him. So it's like that. Both are good. Both are fine. Mm-hmm. But. it depends on what one person is more so this is uh, something in the commercial world it's necessary to understand mm. what you can maybe do is you can try to you know put some oregano or some pepperoni into the khichdi so okay. to make it your own flavor see if that works i don't know whether mm. it will but it's important to understand and prioritize at that point what the client is wanting in terms of commercial work okay. and also another thing i learned is that uh, until the work is getting approved don't get too attached to that <laughs> that is right. something i learned that mm-hmm. because if you get too attached to that that then you start believing in the fact that this is the only good thing that can happen to this work this music is the only music that can work so it closes off you know other windows that other possibilities that might happen so uh, once it gets approved then you can actually get very attached and enhance whatever has got approved so yeah this is one lesson that i learned from a failure uh, actually mistakes and rejections keep on happening if you if you are in this you know mm-hmm. industry and if you are working for mm. other people but it's important to you know when i take learn those lessons and apply it later right and you know i'll just uh, this reminds me of one thing that when we get very attached to our work uh, we try to start telling ourselves stories about that work you know and and oh, how big this is how it's yes. going to be the next big <laughs> right, thing right right and you know and then uh, we st- uh, start to fool ourselves also yes. there's this head yes. you know the kind of the voice in the head yes. which kind of uh, tells us uh, things which is actually if we uh, want to grow is actually not good because after like kind of this is just my two cents right. after kind of finishing something if we don't get detached to it right we will be reacting insanely strongly to any feedback be it exactly. it's constructive or you know whatever exactly and uh, there's always something you know obviously there's there are people who will kind of uh, not like anything that you do even if it's mm-hmm. a masterpiece but uh, your genuine advisors the people who are kind of generally feel good about your work if they criticize any of the work that mm. means that has that kind of you know that seed is there mm. for us to learn right. and if we have that story going in my head you know i am the boss i am like the next <laughs> yeah, yeah. zimmer or maybe you know junkie excel <laughs> you're gone you know you're most probably never going to kind of uh, do it but and also one thing i i think that as a music producer uh, for you to specifically since you do it full time uh, you will come across and i'm sure you have come across uh, different 
different genres right 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 different type of music so mm-hmm. it as a music director it's very easy in a sense i'm not saying you know the the kind of levels are different it's very easy to kind of hammer tune and kind of mm-hmm. give it but the different kind of uh, what should i say requirements okay tumko maybe in the morning you have to kind of do a complete masala commercial thing right. and at evening you'll have to kind of do a john john mayer thing oh yeah, yeah that, that's a whole transformation will yeah. kind of you know but that teaches you a lot right so yeah yeah, yeah. and absolutely mm-hmm. what you're saying i i mm-hmm. like this is that is somewhere you know meditation helps again mm-hmm. because when you're doing a lot of uh, you know when you're working with a lot of different kinds of sound like you right. said probably i am making this uh, folk tune for a bengali mm. tv serial in the morning and in the Correct. evening i am you know producing for a, a film that will go to international festivals mm-hmm. so uh, and maybe the in between i have rehearsals for my professor <laughs> so so it's very important to you know compartmentalize the different kind of mm-hmm. work that you're doing and the different kind of sounds that you're uh, into mm. uh, i don't mind you know if influences from one genre is applied to another genre sometimes that creates something very magical i mean mm-hmm. it can it can even uh, but at that at that point you have to have that level of conviction with the different genres you, you know in order to apply them and fuse them and create something new together mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's very important to you know compartmentalize and know when to get attached to what otherwise when, when i am uh, rehearsing with the professor and if i am still thinking about that tv soap tune mm-hmm. that i am that I, that i have to create after that, mm-hmm. that then both of the works will get affected right right Also Nova tell me something do you have any unusual habits that you have which we are not aware of <laughs> any anything uh, I don't know about whether it's very unusual or not but uh, this is something that has been hap- that I have had for a long time uh, that's I before going to sleep i either need to read something or need mm-hmm. to listen to something or need to watch something that's been there for a long time so uh, so yeah after all the work and all the madness that goes through uh, throughout the day i would want to you know before i sleep mm-hmm. i would want to you know spend some time on my own and listen to something or watch something and uh, it doesn't really have to be something uh, very trendy or anything it's it just has to be something that interests me it can be something very bizarre or something weird mm-hmm. uh, but but i need to spend that time with myself uh, before going to bed okay pretty interesting <laughs> so uh, like that makes are you into audio books also just uh, just out of curiosity yeah yeah i uh, there was a phase in in the middle when i used to listen to a lot of audio books i i mm-hmm. listen to a lot of podcasts sometimes mm-hmm. i go on to different youtube channels and watch a lot of videos uh, some of them are music oriented some of them production oriented and sometimes i read so something i need to do before falling asleep okay i'll give i'll give you one more question that is now this is again very hypothetical uh say okay say it's not kind of promoting yourself or maybe the band that you are in or nothing promoting uh, any kind of venture you're doing if you have been kind of given a budget to have uh, billboards all over the city 
and you know some some philanthropist or guy comes in and kind of says nova write something on this billboard what would you kind of you know put in there and why would you put that <laughs> it's difficult to say uh, yeah the uh, line that comes to my mind right now is mm-hmm. the line welcome to wherever you are this is again a song by bon jovi in fact i quoted another line from this song ah, earlier ah, today every okay. new beginning is so, okay. wow this is this song is more dear to me than i thought <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so welcome to wherever you are okay. yeah I, i'll probably write that because uh, i think uh, you know it's very important to accept Uh, the point that we are in life maybe it can be a difficult time or maybe you know it's the best time that i've ever had but it's important to accept that time as it is in order to grow and in order to take the next step mm-hmm. that's why welcome to wherever you are no matter what has happened so far no matter what will happen later on we don't know but let's appreciate the moment that we are in right now because uh, you know like like woody allen said in one of his films that our life ultimately is a sum total of all the choices that we have made right so if you appreciate the moment that you're in right now uh, it's because of the choices and if you don't it's because of the choices but even if you don't you can learn from those choices and even if you have you learn even more mm-hmm. so welcome to wherever you are accept it where you are in life accept it and move forward well, that's super is that <laughs> i think you know it's it, it's because the now is all we have yeah yeah the now is all we have so that's pretty interesting kind of uh, you know input good to hear that uh so where are you kind of uh, you know when we are talking about uh, so this is a question i generally keep for the end question but i i think it will kind of make sense right now so since the show that you know we are on it's called future sound of bengal uh though we have just kind of started so i want you to kind of uh, tell us what does this phrase might mean to you what is the future sound of bengal to you uh, it might not be a comment on the show itself because we had just started out mm-hmm. uh, but when when you hear uh, this thing what 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 makes what is what what do you think is the future sound of bengal and yeah wanted to kind of understand that see uh, bengal uh, and the life that we have had uh, growing up here uh, it's it's quite unique in different ways like uh, in the very beginning of our conversation we both uh, you know talked about the fact that we have been spoiled by our grandparents right. uh, and uh, both of us i even i did not know that even your first keyboard was gifted to you by your right, grandma right. Uh, same with me mm-hmm. so uh, there are certain things uh, in bengal that that you know create the ethos of bengal one of them is this this uh, very attachment to our grandparents and uh, attachment to your family uh, these things are there in the bengali culture you know and uh, there are a lot of uh, in terms of soundscape there are a lot of uh, sounds which are very unique to bengal like like the folk sound the the baul sound you know uh, sound of khomok dotara and along with that we also have a city the the city kolkata which is uh, which i find very rhythmic and melodic uh, at the same time it's it's a city which uh, you know uh, which has uh, you know places uh, which look very global and at the same time we also have slums and slum areas uh, which are very bengal and very india uh, 
and at the same time in both places we see people living life with full gusto and you know uh, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of diversity in Bengal that uh, and uh, and as I said the those things which make a Bengali Bengali there are many things like that like like uh, we all like listening to stories uh, there are certain kinds of food that we love listening to so what I'm trying to say is that uh you know right now in a year like 2022 when music and cinema and art has become very global right now i mean uh, i can produce something sitting here in kolkata in goria uh, which can be released in in a place like new york and and it can has the same uh, level of production because uh, daws and technology this has all become very global nowadays and and it's more accessible and uh, different kinds of people have you know their own modes of working but uh, what i'm trying to say is that in spite of the global the global soundscape it yes it is very important to have a global approach to your work to make it to keep it contemporary and to you know to keep it from sounding dated but at the same time we should not you know forget the very ethos of being a bengali the uh, the attachments that we have had the when i am writing a song when i am uh, creating even i'm creating a piece of music there should be something in it which should you know be the sing- signature which should tell us that this is uh, this is from bengal so so my idea is you know to use all the all the gadgets and all the technology that you have uh, that we have been exposed to till now uh, globally to use all of that to you know create a kind of sound which would be very exclusively bengali or or exclusive from bengal like even if you use one organic instrument which is from bengal or even if you use certain phrases which are dear to bengal uh, it can be magical because uh, every place has the has their own you know unique nature and i think it's very important to retain that unique nature and yet create something global so that what is unique can reach a larger audience yes you know but just it it makes so much sense actually because so many things you know so many things are there and if we just kind of travel even uh, you know uh, because right now we are obviously tucked out uh, tucked in the city but if we kind of uh, travel in the rural areas right you'll get so many gems you know just just unlimited unlimited yeah. and uh, i think that has this is being explored has been explored but just like a you know treasure trove right. i think it still needs a lot more exploration and which uh, with the use of technology we can you know mm-hmm. uh, like being uh, technically sound uh, yeah. yeah we can actually ensure both things melt uh, down together and we can create a good alchemy of both right one thing i'd mm-hmm. like to add is that you know when we are doing commercial work especially when mm-hmm. you're you know working from clients working for clients who are outside bengal mm-hmm. say clients from different other parts of india or even abroad mm-hmm. uh, we are often given references you know reference tracks that we want the music to sound like this mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, okay as long as you know you can keep your you can retain something you can retain your unique nature i would say what i'm trying to say is that we are asked many times you know to sound like 
a certain Punjabi track mm-hmm. or we are asked to sound like a certain Bollywood track or right. sound like a certain uh, South Indian track mm-hmm. so if everyone is you know trying to sound like someone else in order to get approved mm-hmm. then we will lose out on a lot of unique things which which are there from the place that person is producing right. so in order to you know keep creating fresh things we have to accept the things that are new that are unique mm. and in order to do that we have to respect the different point of views the different perspectives that the different people have from where they come from we all have different perspectives i mean we were both talking about rock music mane even in rock music mane i might like one kind of rock music you might like a different mm-hmm. kind of rock music so everyone has their own stories their own perspectives and it's important to respect that and and accept that so if you can do that i think we'll be able to create unique things more often super super uh where do you think the independent music scene is, is kind of going in calcutta specifically calcutta i'm not kind of uh, getting into bangladesh yeah, but calcutta. see right now uh one major setback that the independent scene has is that uh there's not much support from the mainstream media really when when we were growing up we used to switch on the radio and listen to a lot of band songs mm-hmm. and uh, you know as we were discussing uh, at that point of time uh, musicians would life would be successful in you know ma- making a living and running a family only mm-hmm. by doing independent music only by selling their own records and doing live gigs but right now uh, things have changed and uh, film music has become the more dominant uh, scenario here mainstream media promotes more film music than independent music it's unfortunate but it's true mm-hmm. uh, so uh, at the same time we also have the internet but uh, the internet although it has a huge reach but still in a place like india and especially in bengal uh, mainstream media still still has a lot of hold because uh, even if you move a little out of uh, the cities into the rural areas television is all they have even now mm-hmm. even now they they have television and and now they have the internet where they are checking out viral uh, things basically mm-hmm. so uh, yeah it is that i mean it took much content Chop I just me, lost chop track me, of chop me, chop me. <laughs> what I was saying. Independent music scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just lost. So, so, scene. so ah, it, it's very challenging for you know musicians. The the biggest difficulty that an independent musicians are facing nowadays, even even me. See, when I am working for a film and when I am working with another artist, it's it's different the way things are being promoted and the way I am being promoted or my music is being promoted. It's different. Mm-hmm. But the moment I am making a song of my own and trying to promote it myself it's a another different story altogether right. so uh, yeah and uh, the, one of the biggest channel uh, challenges that and the independent musician nowadays has to face is that the person has to be adept in almost all the departments not only in making the music but mm-hmm. he also has to think about a music video which has to be released along with the music they also has to think about the promotions they have to think about who to connect to get it released where mm-hmm. so a musician is not only a musician right now that that he's uh, pretty much pretty much an industry himself right, right now right, right. so which is a very challenging thing i would say because uh, everyone has their own strengths right i mean mm. there can it it can i know of many people you know who are brilliant songwriters and brilliant mm. performers mm-hmm. but they are shy 
you know they cannot go out and say that my music is the best this mm-hmm. is what i have and and promote you know the hell out of everything that person is giving they can't do that because they are shy and introverted and and at the same time they are creating something amazing so so it is a big challenge right now you know to to get to get hurt the way you want to be hurt because uh, mm. uh you know we hear stories about the past that where there were executives and people who would you know hand pick talents and promote them mm-hmm. but right now everyone is doing everything on their own and so many materials are getting out nowadays that uh, it's good in a way that different kinds of musicians different different artists are getting exposure but at the same time it's very challenging uh, you know to to be completely independent and to you know uh, reach out a lot more people than you think you can so uh, it's a big challenge right now uh, for independent musicians but but i would say thanks to the internet uh, the scenes are changing we are actually having a lot of independent shows in kolkata eventually and uh, so i i hope that you, you know in the future mainstream media will again support independent music the way they used to so that it can reach a lot more people right uh, now you know it's just like a double edged sword right so yeah. i think that you know while the executives and uh, the what should i say the people who actually controlled the whole thing we still have you know gatekeepers mm. so obviously sab jagah yeah. pe hai in different levels but the basis of uh, the gatekeeping that is uh, kind of given away mm. and agar if you see independent uh, not only music i think of in yeah, it's, it's everywhere in, in, in any creative any, sphere correct, yeah. even even writing books right. also if you'll see yeah. so uh, obviously uh, the internet has obviously given us what it's there but then uh, you have to be i won't say multi talented but multi tasking should be there yeah. skill yeah. should be there or else get a hold of a good manager now that right. if you have the moolah for doing that i'm sure yeah. you won't be we won't be talking about you know independent musicians won't be talking about that right so it's it's more of you know how uh, overall as you said industry i won't i'll also more of like creating yourself as a brand <laughs> yeah brand yeah ha to sabka branding right. hai agar mujhko kuch cheez ko chahiye me if i do a google everyone will everyone is like a chalta firta brand that sounds so crazy and that's <laughs> so 1984 but i'm just saying you know it just uh, but yeah that's that's how it is uh, so i think uh, the people who are actually wanting to do serious stuff will know that okay these are the ways that things can be done and if you are have to kind of uh, uh, what should i say wo david and goliath wala thing karna hai acha david banna padega wo to most probably hai so anyways you know i think uh, the, but independent music scene was always there and you know is always going to be there that's yeah. the fair but it, it's a very interesting thing that now that you know we are so much equipped what comes up in the next 5 yeah. to 10 years who right. are going to be the big players who are going to you know do mind boggling stuff because uh, uh, that is actually something i am myself looking forward to mm-hmm. to kind of see yeah. uh, you know that is i'm i'm sure many of us are kind of uh, looking forward for that so yeah so that's about the independent music scene so noba what we'll do is that we are almost at the end of our second part and again you know this is the second episode 
and in the second in the first episode with uh, my previous uh, you know guest we hit 1 hour 40 minutes <laughs> we've already closed 1 uh, hour uh, 20 minutes with you oh, okay. so i think ke hum uh, i when i thought of this format i thought of a 30 minutes but i think <laughs> so much to kind of you know so much to know so much to uh, discuss and share is there so i will want something which uh, is very specific uh, to you because i've i think when i had a kind of listened to you the first time uh, like you're you're a keyboardist first producer to chhodo you're a keyboardist <laughs> yeah. first so gana hum log end mein sunenge ek chhota okay. kuch keyboard piece it might be a classical thing it might be something <laughs> you have made so just for our kind of you know audience to i'm sure they know it but that part of nobarun i think uh should be a huge part of this that keyboard player who has later kind of <laughs> grown into a producer now you're a music director <laughs> yeah. so we want to kind of heard that hear it and we will kind of end with a song of your choice okay sure so yeah so okay I, i'll play something impromptu actually i mean okay. this is like okay sure please go ahead was that something uh, like you said impromptu no, yeah it was so. impromptu I, i did not plan this but this is great yeah. <laughs> so just one thing uh, uh, have you kind of heard yanudi uh, yes yes of course do of you course. have anything abhi hai kya or else i don't know I, i don't know it by heart i have heard kuch hoga to okay let's see uh, okay I, i i'll just i'll just play one of the first licks that i learned mm-hmm. ever sure ये तो राइडर्स ऑन दिस राइडर्स ओके गुड ओल्ड डेज ओ मैन 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 ओके दैट वुड बी अ डिफरेंट आई 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 डू हैव kind of some uh, rappers also be coming in so i'm i'm thinking when i'm thinking ra- riders on the storm mm-hmm. i'm thinking of the snoop dog oh, version yeah, of yeah, it yeah. you know that is something right, right, right. that you know yeah. basically came so yeah super uh so nobaro now that we have kind of heard uh, you playing something now uh, kind of let's end the show with you kind of uh, displaying your songwriting or singing talents and let's kind of you know end the Okay. episode with that mm-hmm. a very new song this is a song that i have composed and sung and it has been written by my dear friend pranjalda so this song is called biplob 
बट इट स्पीक्स ऑफ समथिंग एल्स एक्चुअली जो दिना बुझे बैठा बुझ तबे आगे भालो भाषा बोझो पर विप्लब जो दिना खुजे मन देह बुझे ना तब आगे भालो भाषा बोझो अनुरागे तुम शरीर सड़क सदा दागे मिसे गाग धुए ग बुझे प्रेम बैठा बुझे ना तब आगे भलोबाशा बोझ पर विप्लब खुजे मन देह बुझे ना तब आगे भलोबाशा बोझ पर विप्लब मेजर ट्रांसलेन लाइक वी have written telegrams when we were children like mm-hmm. used to post letters and now mm-hmm. we use whatsapp you know we used to collect cassettes and now we are completely into a non physical format like streaming so uh, so th- it's very interesting that that but i am loving the fact that you have come up with this show called future sound of bengal uh, you know you know featuring people from our generation and some seniors uh, mm. who have inspired us obviously because uh, these are the generations that have gone through the changes and they have seen the changes and and are excited about the changes that are about to happen also so it's very important to you know have this kind of platform where we can talk our heart out Absolutely, and I'll just say one thing. It just felt, you know, we have kind of met after so long, but it just felt we just kind of took off from yeah, where exactly, we had left. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was so amazing. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. Love, th- love the entire time. Uh, you're here. most, you're most welcome. And uh, so that brings us, you know, the end of episode number two. This was uh, the amazing Navarun, and I'm sure this is not the end. We'll kind of बाद में भी होगा हम लोग का जो भी काइंड ऑफ प्लान्स एंड एवरीथिंग वी हैव बट अगेन 
थैंक यू फॉर बींग ऑन द शो तो साइनिंग ऑफ टिल द नेक्स्ट टाइम वी मीट बाय